the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you today. It's a beautiful day throughout Central Florida, throughout Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. I'm here with Joe Ferraro. We're coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Have a great show for you today. We'll be talking part of it and off to a great, about Blue Darter baseball. They've gotten off to a great start. We'll speak with Coach Mike McDaniel in just a moment. But before we go to Coach McDaniel, I want to, of course, remind you and let you know about an exciting event that 1520 WBZW is putting together, and that's the Apopka City Council Candidates Town Hall 2018. Right around the corner, it's coming up on Tuesday, March the 6th. It will take place at Journey Christian Church, 1965 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka, and doors will open at 615 p.m. The town hall will begin at 7 p.m. I encourage you to attend. I encourage you to attend. Get there early because at 6.15, you can get in early and actually meet the candidates in person before the town hall begins. They'll each have a table set up with their literature and signs and everything, and it'll be a great chance to meet the candidates. And just so you'll know, um, there were eight candidates. All have confirmed the candidates for Apopka Sid, seat one are Suzanne Kidd, Alexander Smith, Gene Knight, and Teresa Mott. The candidates for seat two are the incumbent, Commissioner Diane Velasquez, Alice Nolan, Leroy Bell, and Alicia Colaceres. They will be there. We invite you to, to be there. It's a great demonstration and the exhibition of democracy. It's presented by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com, and sponsored by Porky's and Waste Management. Come on out and see us this Tuesday at the Apopka City Council Candidates Town Hall 2018 at Journey Christian Church in Apopka, 1965 South Orange Blossom Trail. Very easy to find. This is free, open to the public. Everybody can come out and don't have, you're not going to pay for anything. And parking's free. And the election is a week later. Last, this will be most likely the last chance all the candidates will appear at the same place at the same time where citizens can come out, meet them, ask them questions, and interact with them and without, hear what they have to say. Exactly, without a doubt. You definitely want to be part of this. Now let's go to Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach for the Apopka Blue Darters. Coach, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Roger, Joe, for having me. And, well, Coach, first of all, uh, it's great to see. I commend you. You, you. The guys got off to a good start. You had two 
big big wins. You know, won the first official game of the year, then picked up another one right behind it over at the Big Blue Bonanza, when you know, one of the elite high school baseball tournaments in the country, a real traditional baseball tournament here in Central Florida. And since that time, I believe at this point you're, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're 4-1 as it stands today. And you, you're coming off of a nice win over Evans last night at home. And then you play Edgewater this afternoon at 4 p.m. over in College Park at Edgewater. So just, um, you know, con- yeah, it's great to see you get off to a great start. And tell us a little bit about the season thus far. Yeah, yeah, we're at uh, considering some of the opponents and some of the uh, competition that we faced early on. Uh, we came out of the gate uh, ready to go, and uh, you know our starting pitching has been really, really good. Uh, bullpen has been serviceable uh, for sure. Uh, offensively, we've gotten some you know some timely hits. Uh, you know, uh, we'd like to see a little bit more offense uh, at times, but uh, we've done what we've had to do. The kids have, have really uh, you know got off to a good start and they're they're having a good time and they're playing well right now so that's a good time for us why don't we uh i know you got a, you had a nice win last night over evans but i'd like to talk about that, that in a minute but why don't we talk about the season opener you know the season opener is a big deal in baseball everything from little league to to major league baseball it's always a special kind of excitement to get that first game uh, get out there and play that first game and and you came away with a nice win just tell us about the, the season opener uh, season opener was against Avito, um, and, and you know, they're typically a very good club, and they, they are again. Uh, you know, they won the state title a couple years ago, and, and at, at that time, I guess it would have been 7A. Uh, now it's currently 8A. Uh, but our kids were really excited, and they, they you know, had a lot of energy, and, and that's, that's a huge part of, of amateur baseball is the energy level is is always a factor and uh you know the difference in the game really that day was our energy like we continued to have our energy from the first uh inning all the way through the seventh inning and uh you know it helped us uh you know get a very good team and and we were were ready uh you know emotionally and and we kept our you know emotions in check and that's always a good sign it was very business-like and uh and i think that's been our approach you know thus far in all this is that uh these guys they're on a mission yeah, this team is on a mission. And and then of course uh, you had I think Lake Howell picked up a win against them. That's a very quality program as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that game? Uh, yeah, that game we got a, a, an outstanding start from uh, from Jared Tyner, uh, who's a junior, and he's a guy that has come onto the scene late uh, for us uh, over the past uh, couple of months, and has really, really made a great job. Uh, you know, he had tremendous velocity. He was ahead in the count. Uh, you know, pitched, pitched extremely well, and I believe I took him out. Um, he was people who still were no hitter, so there was probably people screaming and yelling at me in the background. But uh, early on, we're on a pitch count. Like we don't want to stretch guys out and, and have guys, uh, you know, suffer injuries early. So you know, we're still on that. Uh, you know, for every starting pitcher, uh, we're going to bump it up to about 80 uh, this week. You know, they were at 70 that week, and he had met his, you know, he met his uh, pitch count, and um, you know, the, the bullpen came in behind him and. And uh, did a good job. I think we ended up winning that one like five to one. Um, but it was it was an outstanding pitching performance all the way around in that one. Friends, you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central, sponsored by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? 
Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Um, find out more at FLADoor.com or give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR and tell them you're in a popka blue darter. We're speaking, we're talking blue darter baseball right now. We're speaking with head coach, Coach Mike McDaniel. Now, Coach, let's talk about the win last night over, over Evans. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was the home opener. And, of course, the home opener is always a big deal in baseball, too. Yeah, uh, that was uh, a home opener last night, and uh, we had a, a pretty good crowd there. Uh, you know, a lot of people that were uh, supportive of us uh, for many years uh, are back in the bleachers, and, and we're always glad to see that. And uh, we gave them a good performance, and we got uh, everyone uh, an opportunity to play last night. We scored some runs early, and you know, we, we got everyone in the game. I think the final was about 14 to nothing, and. Uh, you know, it was, it was a good home opener for us to, you know, continue to uh, roll along, you know, in in, uh, in the in the game, and and you know, it was it was a good time. Everybody had a good time. It was fun. Um, you know, the, the parents obviously are there to the support the program and building. And last night we got that opportunity. It was fantastic. We're speaking with Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach for the Apopka Blue Darters on Blue Darter Sports Central, and we're coming to you live from Porky's. And, Coach, I'd like to and, – and now let's talk a little bit about the game today. There's a 4 p.m. game over at Edgewater, which – and I this it's not a more beautiful day. It won't be not a more beautiful day for a day daytime baseball game than today. So I'm going to try to get over there. I don't know if I will, but uh, I encourage all of our listeners to get over and support the team on the road over at Edgewater, the fields over on the campus of Edgewater High School. A twist to that kind of an interesting uh, twist to that game as well. Uh, the coach for Edgewater is Casey Gerke, who, uh, of course, is related to uh, our longtime Chip. head football coach, Coach Chip Gerke. And um, so, in, in anyway, um, just tell us, you know, what are you expecting in the game tonight, uh, this afternoon, and tell us a little bit about Edgewater. Um, Edgewater's been in, in, in some competitive games uh, over the first couple of weeks of the season, too. Uh, we played them early in the preseason and, and had a little bit of success against them, but, uh, you know, they're, they're well-schooled, uh, and they're going to, you know, go out and compete. They're, you know, they're not going to lay down just because the pockets coming down. They're going to give us their best effort, and, and I think we're prepared for that. Um, you know, Coach Gerke's done a great job since he's been there. Uh, of course, I know him, you know, from coaching in, in, in the circles in, in Central Florida and uh, he's got the facility looking fantastic over there, uh, and that's something that, that they really needed. And, and so the pride is kind of being reinstilled in the program. So they're going to play hard, and, and we got to be ready to, to match that challenge. Now, Coach, can you tell us a little bit about this year's team? I know we were talking off the air, and you know, I guess it's, it's close observers. Um, Expected, you know, the pitching staff looks strong, which is right where you want to be, right where you want to be strong. Uh, but just just give us a little overview of, of, of what the team looks like. Yeah, our starting pitching has been uh, really good, and, and we've had a couple of juniors that have uh, stepped up uh, and filled some, some holes, maybe, or question marks that, that might have been out there. Uh, Caleb Stallings, who's going to pitch in today's game, uh, has made a big jump and is, is being recruited by several schools, uh, such as UCF and USF and, and uh, FAU. So there's some guys that are on him, and, and when they're recruiting you, that, you know, that means that they've seen something that they like, and you know, he, he made a velocity jump, and he'll be, you know, up to 87, 88, um, you know, as opposed to where he was last year, which was about five miles an hour less. And the same with Jared Tyner, uh, that those guys have worked their, their tails off, and they're throwing programs and the weight program, and, and you're starting to see 
some of that stuff come to light. And, and I feel like that our, our pitching is, you know, of course, Cam Stewart is, is, you know, a returning guy. He's, you know, the number one guy right now on the staff. And uh, uh, he's a Troy commit for a reason. Like, he's an you know, aggressive guy and uh, has experience uh, since he's a sophomore. So he kind of leads that brigade with all those guys. And uh, Reed at the back end of the game as a closer uh, has done a really good job the past couple of years. And so he's had a couple of opportunities to get saves and done a good job with that. And, uh, you know, defensively, we've played outstanding, and you know, every baseball guy, and it's probably cliche at this point, but, but you know, pitching and defense is what what wins in the end uh, when, when it matters the most. And right now, that's our strength. Um, offensively, we've got some power, uh, but we we also have some swing and miss potential, <laughs> which we've done a little bit uh, too much to my liking. Uh, but offensively, you know, we. we create some havoc. We've got some guys that can run and winch and Evans and four. Uh, those guys are all pretty good on their feet and have had you know, some experience at this level too. So, um, you know, we, we're not the, the Earl Weaver get up there and hit three-run homer type team. Uh, although we do have some power, uh, we're going to be a team that's going to have to scratch and, and get base runners and move runners and, and things of that nature on offense and get timely hits, which we've done so far uh, for the most part. Gee, Coach, I, I like that Earl Weaver reference. That's a nice old school reference. I, in fact, he, I, I, you know, he's a little bit ahead of your time. I, you know, it's impressive to, to, to know about Earl Weaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he used to make comments that he, he don't want all those guys over there running around the first base getting picked off. He just let have a guy hit a three run home, uh, which would be great to live by. I wish we could do that. Yeah, yeah not everybody has has that luxury. Exactly. Yeah, not everybody's got Frank Robinson and Boo Powell and other other guys like that in their lineup. Um, well, coach, we're going to uh, go to break here in a second. You think you could stay with us a little bit longer? Sure, sure, sure no problem. Okay, well, friends, we're going to take a break in a moment. Before we go, I want to remind you we're coming to you live from Porky's on Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're talking to Apopka Blue Daughter baseball coach, Coach Mike McDaniel. And uh, Apopka's off to a nice uh, 4-1 to start. they got a game today at 4 p.m. over at Edgewater in College Park. Also want to remind you that our program is sponsored by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. And remind you and urge you to come over and see us at Journey Christian Church on Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday, March the 6th, for the Apopka City Council Candidates Town Hall, which 1520 WBZW is putting on. It's presented by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C. and BurnFatOrlando.com and sponsored by Porky's and Waste Management. Come on up and see us Tuesday night for a great exhibition of democracy. We'll be right back on Blue Dart Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue, the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Great day in Apopka, and it's a great day at Porky's. Come on up and get your weekend started off just right with lunch at Porky's on Friday afternoon. Talking Blue Darter Baseball with Coach Mike McDaniel. The team takes on Edgewater this afternoon in a day game, 4 p.m., over at Edgewater on the campus of Edgewater High School. And, Coach, I'd like to uh, just talk about, you know, before the season started, you, you know, the show we did actually um, some months ago, you really 
impressed the, that you worked hard to put together, assemble a top-notch staff, and you brought guys over. And you know, that's a show we did over at Charlie Granger's, and you had a lot of your you know, your great staff with you there. It was great to meet those guys. But can you talk to it? Just talk a little bit about your staff. Why it's important to have great assistant coaches, uh, you know, helping you build a program and, and the role that some of the some of the assistant coaches and the roles that they they have. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that every coach is, is only as good as the people that is around them. And uh, we, we've obviously uh, had a, a, a luxury uh, of bringing in uh, Jason Sanders, who was the head coach at Wakaiva. And uh, he's kind of my right-hand man. Like, he's the one who uh, helps me with scouting reports, and he helps with, uh, you know, planning practice and field work. And, and you know, he's kind of the bench coach guy. Um, and he, you know, continues to, to run the, the guys, you know, hitters and stuff on offense when we're, um, when we're on offense because I'm coaching third base. So he's, you know, that voice that uh, talks to them and relays information that we want to give to them. Uh, and he's outstanding in that role. Uh, Steve Stoll is our pitching coach uh, who uh, also works in the Florida Collegiate Summer League, uh, has been doing that for several years. Uh, Steve played at UCLA. Uh, in the minor leagues and the Twins organization and, and a couple others, I believe. Uh, he, he's a pitching coach, and uh, it's been really big for our guys to have that one voice and the one guy uh, that's with them in their, their throwing sessions and their bullpen sessions and uh, that, that can share and, and uh, knowledge and information that helps them and obviously help them make you know, adjustments mechanically, which is such a big thing nowadays with, with pitchers is, you know, they all they all have to feel right, and uh, <laughs> I tell him all the time, I'm glad he's down there because I don't like to be around him that much. But uh, obviously, that's that's not the truth. I love to be around him. It's just that he's he, he's the pitching guy, and he's the one who um, you know gives them the information that they need, and we support that fully. Uh, you know, from the coaching side, uh, I do, and and he's you know, done a fantastic job with them. Obviously, you know, with the results, they speak for themselves. And, uh, Cody Campbell is the he's a first base coach and he also uh, helps with the hitters and does the catchers and you know the catchers have gotten tremendously better uh, top to bottom you know we have three catchers and they all have improved uh, you know last night in the game you know the guy who you know was considered to be the third guy like he looked like he could play probably just about anywhere else in this area and, and maybe play a lot more than he does for us you know but unfortunately for him there's two guys ahead of him that are uh, college bound and they're really good players and of course he's a junior so he'll have that time you know next year maybe to step into that same role um, you know the infielders is, is my thing and, and that's what I do uh, as well as the hitters and uh, we played you know really good defense and, and I, I we spent a lot of time with it and uh, you know our defense has been really good um, and, and let's hope it stays that way <laughs> No, it's great. And pitching and defense, that's the path to victory in all levels. Coach, I, one more question. I appreciate you taking so much time with us. I know you got the game tonight, this afternoon at 4. But before you go, I, I did have one one of the things you said really caught my attention as a former left-handed pitcher who, who could not throw very hard. Um, and you talked about Caleb Stallings has literally um, improved his velocity by about five or six miles per hour. I mean, how, how, did, how did he do that? How, 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 you know, what's the process of, of, of developing a pitcher and having a pitcher develop to where they can um, you know, get significant you know, more velocity on their, on their ball? 
Well, we have a, a throwing program that we really believe in uh, that has been used by several uh, major league organizations, and, and, and I'm lucky enough to uh, have friends in some of those places that share things with us. And uh, so a long toss program and a band program, and, uh, you know, weights is involved in that. Um, although the pitchers, they don't lift a lot of uh, upper body really heavy. Uh, they lift lower body extremely heavy. And so, I mean, he was a skinny little guy when he got here, and he's put on about 20 pounds over the uh, over the course of uh, about six months, and um, that's helped his velocity, uh, you know, tremendously. And uh, they say for about every every 10 pounds you put on, you're going to put on one to two miles an hour. Obviously, if you're doing the, the correct stuff, and, and arm care uh, in this world it has changed dramatically over the years, uh, and guys are are really uh, focusing on. Uh, things that allow them to, to gain arm strength and, you know, long tossing a couple of days a week and, and being on, you know, a time schedule for that and, or a number of throws uh, at a certain distance is part of that. And, you know, they, we have the things called Jagger bands now, we call them J bands, um, that are basically uh, high strength uh, bungee cords that, uh, that they use uh, for flexibility and, uh, for strengthening uh, on the days where uh, they can't throw, like after a start or after a bullpen, uh, that's when they use those in the recovery phase. And, of course, you know, the, the, the ultimate thing that none of them want to do at any level is, is they got to run. Uh, you know, we, we have the beautiful stadium out here for football that, that we pack for football games, but it's also a very useful resource for us, for our pitchers, to run stadiums and and uh, get their conditioning in that way. So I think that is a combination of all those things and, and drive and want to. Like, he wants to be great, and, and he wants to go to college and play baseball, and, and I think that's all a pretty good combination from his part uh, where he's, he's stepped up and, and done all those things. And, and you know, again, it's, it's showing, and we're, and we're very happy for that. Well, Coach, thanks for a, a great report on Blue Darter Baseball, and uh, it's great to see you getting off to a great start. Best wishes today over at Edgewater at 4 p.m., and encourage all of our listeners to go over there and support the team on the road. This yeah, a beautiful day for baseball. Thanks for having me. I, always a nice time. Thank you so much for everything you do for Blue Darter Sports, and we hope to see you out the game. Looking forward to game. Thank you, Coach. Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach of the Apopka Blue Darters. And, Joe, that's a great story. Apopka off to a 4 and win start. And, and already uh, have uh, beat some really good teams. It's going to be a hokahay kind of day. <laughs> and, yeah, I definitely encourage everybody that can make it, get over to Edgewater this afternoon, 4 p.m., perfect day for baseball. Won't be a better chance to enjoy an afternoon anywhere on, on the planet. A couple of hot dogs, a Coke, ready to rock and roll. Joe, why don't we uh, – when we uh, – Come, yeah, we're about six minutes away from our break or more, but um, I do want to mention something that uh, you know certainly uh, deserves mentioning, and it's you know I've just recently before we went on the air learned that Coach Doug Matthews, the assistant athletic director at Apopka, but, uh, and also the head girls soccer coach who's built one of the great programs, girls soccer sure programs has. in Florida, under his direction for about twenty the past twenty years or so, is actually retired at Apopka. In fact. You know, I, he had spoken to us and you know, told us he might be uh, leaving retirement, but I uh, just learned that he's actually uh, Wednesday was his last day. Wow. So I just want to say a few words of uh, commendation for Coach Matthews. It was an incredible pleasure to work with him. He made extraordinary contributions 
to the Apopka Blue Daughter Athletic Department, to Apopka High School. Uh, of course, every, his highest profile role, of course, was as that girls soccer coach. And yes. As the architect of, of, of an outstanding girls soccer program, we're all proud of. But, you know, as, as we learned... Uh, he he did great work as an assistant athletic director and just did a, a lot of the the dirty work, if you will, just making making the engine run on time and especially helping us with our show. You know, and as long as we've been broadcasting Blue Daughter Sports Central, he he had been a key person in helping produce the program. Yeah, helping get with, with guests, guests uh, student athletes, you know, the coaches, etc. You know, and has embraced Blue Daughter Sports Central. And really everything WBZW has been doing for Apopka High School Sports. You know, along with, of course, Fred Priest and Doug Guthrie, who are no longer there. And, of course, Russell now and, and Mr. Arnold. But, um, you know, it's just, um, yeah, I just ha- hate to see him go. <laughs> I hate to see him go. Just, I mean, I'm happy for him, of course, and this is a new chapter in his life. And um, That means he's going to be playing golf a lot. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, that's <laughs> kind of funny because when I was talking to him, I, you know, he, he, as we know, from the days we used to go out to school and do the show from school, he had lunchroom duty. Yes, he and did. He had, he had to actually man a, a station there in the lunchroom. And, and sell torpedoes. And, and he helped us, um, you know, he juggled, multitasked, multitask and helped us there. And I said. Uh, He'd go over and get Coach Darlington when it was time for the coach's corner. He's uh, going to join us hopefully at 1130 today. And I said, uh. Well, I guess, uh, Coach, I guess yeah, now you, we don't have to worry about you having, having lunchroom duty today. And he goes, that's right, no lunchroom duty today. So anyway, a little bit later, we look forward to being joined by Coach Doug Matthews and having him talk about his extraordinary career. And He should have yeah. came over live, then he could have had some great lunch here at Pork. Yeah, well, I only called him about two minutes before the show started, so that's probably why. But um, so anyway, before we, before we uh, go to our, that break, I do want to remind you that once again, talk about the Town Popka City Council candidates town hall coming up Tuesday night. This Tuesday night, March the sixth, at Journey Christian Church. Of course, Journey's very easy to find. They're on the Highway 441 on the south end of town, 1965 South Orange Blossom Trail in the area of the Apopka Walmart, and. Um, it's just going to be a wonderful exercise in representative electoral democracy. And we're very thrilled at, at WBZW to be um, have this opportunity to, to put this together. Do your civic duty and come on out. And, of course, I want to acknowledge that Dr. the uh, forum, the town hall, is presented by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and BurnFatOrlando.com and DC and BurnFatOrlando.com and sponsored by Porky's and by Waste Management. What What's going to happen? What's it going to be? Well, of course, as many people know, uh, Apopka is engaged in uh, elections right now. There's uh, going on. There's election uh, going on. The candidates, of course, are, are current Mayor Joe Kilsheimer and challenger Brian Nelson, who's also Orange County Commissioner right now. Uh, but the, also the the city, there are two city council seats that are open or that are up for re-election right now, up for election. And there are four candidates in each one of those elections. And certainly in my lifetime as a native of Popka, I don't remember a city council election where you had eight candidates running in, in a specific election cycle. So 
But my point is, there's a, a lot of interest in town. There's a lot of buzz about this. People are following it. People are engaged in it. Yes. People are out actively supporting these candidates. And this is just a wonderful experience and a wonderful opportunity for people to come out, see the candidates live and in person. You can meet the candidates, actually, before the town hall starts. Doors will open at 6.15 p.m. It's free. The candidates will have tables where they will. Uh, you can go over and talk to them, engage them, tell them your concerns, uh, ask them questions. And then at 7 p.m., the town hall will actually start. We'll have two sessions. The candidates from uh, one of the elections, all four candidates, will be on the stage at the same time. That'll take place for about an hour, 50 minutes to an hour. And we're going to pass out three-by-five cards to allow people, if they have a question, write it down. We'll collect those and then vet them and then periodically ask one of those questions to the candidates as well. And then the candidates from the other uh, race, all four of them will be on the stage at the same time. So it's uh, really uh, something that's pretty oh, unique in the history, and, uh, and history of hosts. politics in Apopka. Hosts are Pete Paquette and Christopher Hart. So uh, look, for, you know, come on out and be there. We encourage you to do that, and it's uh, just going to be a wonderful event, and even, and even a his, historic event. It's Tuesday, March the sixth, Journey Christian Church, 1965 South Orange Blossom Trail, right on Highway 441 on the south end of Apopka near the Walmart area. Be a part of history. The doors open 6:15 p.m. Town Hall starts at 7 p.m. Be there. Presented by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C. and BurnFederlander.com and sponsored by Porky's and Waste Management. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street. Come on up and join us. Get your weekend started off just right with lunch at Porky's. Then later, get on over to Edgewater High School where our Blue Darter baseball team will be playing the Edgewater Eagles game start 4 p.m., a perfect day for day baseball. Joined by Joe Ferraro here, and right now we're pleased to be joined on the phone by Coach Doug Matthews, the recently retired head, longtime head girls soccer coach at Apopka and assistant athletic director. Coach, thank you for joining us. Well, Roger, thank you as always, and I'm glad to talk to you. Um, I appreciate uh, your support over the years and letting us be on your show uh, a couple times during the year, so thank you very much. Well, yeah, it's, I want to congratulate you and commend you on a, a wonderful career and on your retirement. I, I do say have to say selfishly, I'm really so, sorry to hear it because I really hate to see you go. You're always such a joy to work with, and you're always such a big help to us in everything that we did. And, of course, in addition to that, the great job you did as a girls' soccer coach, building one of the, the top girls' soccer programs in, in, the, in the state. Well, thank you very much, Roger. I appreciate that. And, you know, like I said, it's been a privilege to get to know you and Joe and, and, and you know, the other people on the staff. So it's always been a pleasure. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a blessing, I guess, for us to uh, have you guys start doing Apopka Sports uh, years ago. So we appreciate that. You know, Coach, I'm kind of surprised because I never thought you to be a quitter. <laughs> well, Joe, there he is. Well, no, you know, the, the deal is, aren't we supposed to start playing golf together or something, you know? Oh, you know that's the ideal. <laughs> oh, yeah, you play golf with me, it makes you look good. <laughs> well, well, that's the whole plan, but uh, you, you've never seen me play, so you shouldn't say that. 
you know, I play like down, but anyway. My <laughs> golf game is like a professional bowler. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Coach, well anyway, we'll about, have to try that sometime. Yeah, I agree. Tell some of the circumstances of, of your retirement, you know, just, um, you know, is this something you've been planning on doing? Or, yeah, I know you're in the, the the drop program, if you can explain that a little bit. Well, you know, you, you know, when you enter the drop, you know, you have five years, and who would have thought it was going to go that fast? And, um, you know, it sure did. I mean, I've enjoyed my time at Apopka. You know, it was 26 years coaching, and then actually there 17 years as you know working there at the school, uh, and it's been a great fit because I came, as you know, from a small town up the road called Eustis, and I always felt that Apopka was that type of community, you know, just like uh, when I was growing up here in Eustis. So it's just been wonderful, you know, really. Now, why don't you talk about? the process of building the girls soccer program because i mean you're such a humble guy i mean but you know it's <laughs> girls soccer program at apopka under your leadership and your direction was really one of the top girls soccer programs in, in the state of florida and was that wasn't the case when you took over as its leader just just can you talk about what it was like when you first got the job why you why you took the job and and the process of okay. building our so- girls soccer program into an outstanding program well, the, the program in, in Apopka, as far as girls' soccer, started in 89-90, and there was, you know, Coach Piccarella was here one year, and then he went over to Edgewater to Dean, and then uh, Coach Broitman from uh, Lake Brantley, I guess he had been assistant coach over there the following year, and then he left to go to West Orange to help assist uh, uh, Jim Thompson. So I was coaching girls, the girls in club, uh, and they were all the poppy girls, and uh, the parents, I guess, had asked me to go in and talk to Phil King, uh, and I did. Of course, Phil didn't know who I was, and we talked a little bit. He said, I'll get back with you. I said, you know, there could be a teacher that would want to coach, um, you know, the team. Uh, I guess, fortunately for me, um, there wasn't, and so when the time came, he said, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on you. And so that was 91, 92. Wow. And very grateful, you know, got to know Phil really well over the years because even when I wasn't coaching the girls, I was actually selling tickets at the softball game or helping out at the basketball game. So we got to know each other really well. And he was, a you know, really a great AD. And everybody loved him. So, you know, um, my, my, you know, great appreciation to him to give me a chance because, you know, like I said, he didn't know I was and I was coaching a girls team and, you know, everybody always wants to be careful when you're, you know, coaching females and you're a male. But anyway, um, I had, we didn't have a JV program and I started it the following year, so which I always felt it was important. And it uh, took us a while. You know, we, back in those days, there was only nine Metro teams uh, so, you know, you played, uh, for my very first year, we met Winter Park in the district championships and, and they beat us. They had a strong program and I guess we were the new kid on the block and, uh, and only in those days, only one team went into the state playoffs. But it took us about three more years and I had a, cause after my first year, we had a big freshman group come in and, uh, by their senior year, we, you know, we'd won district and we made the playoffs. So, from there on, just trying to you know keep the girls uh, playing in the off season and doing a lot of stuff in conditioning. You know, we we kept uh, becoming a stronger team and picking up district wins, and then we finally went through five straight years 
you know, only going back about, uh, I guess it's been eight years now when we won five in a row. And then this year we wrapped up with another district win. So as more and more schools came along and the soccer got really tough here in Central Florida, I felt our program did rise near the top. And uh, and we worked hard to try to keep the program at a high level. So um, it was a journey, but it was a wonderful one. So I have nothing, no regrets. You know, we're speaking with Coach Doug Matthews, recently retired head girls soccer coach at Apopka, where he built one of the best programs in the state of Florida and also served in recent years as assistant athletic director. Now, Coach, now if, can you explain a little bit about this drop program? I'm sure most of our listeners aren't too familiar with it, and I'm not fam- that familiar with it either. Now, is it can't you uh, come back uh, after a certain period? To teach well, um, if, if you, you know, would, if you would talk choose to a little bit with yeah. Well, there's you know I I could actually come back, but you know I, I'm in a situation here where we're living in Houston now with my mom, and also you know I had wonderful for the last several years assistant coaches, and I think you know they haven't made a decision yet, but they're looking at you know Coach Perrine coming in and uh, and then Shane Rose staying on. But, you know, I've, I've offered to, you know, maybe, you know, help her next year going into the season, you know, just, you know, helping her out here and there to show her the way, um, you know, contacting other coaches and just helping her get the season started. But um, it, it was a thought to do that. But like I said, right now we're, as far as personal life, we're, we are, um, you know, having to spend a lot of time up here in Houston with my mom. So that kind of factored in a little bit, you know, not expecting you know that to happen you know because i always thought i would try to get close to 28 or even push for 30 years if they would let me but 26 has been good so you know right now i think you know we have to wait and see sort of what's going to happen down the road well thanks for sharing that and giving us that insight and um yeah we wish you the best during your retirement now We've got about five minutes. If you can stay with us about five more minutes, what, what as you look back on the on the girls' soccer program and on some of the the teams that you had, what what is maybe a, your biggest highlight that you, that you recall? Well, you know, um, we did uh, reach the final four. Um, you know, um, about uh, goes back about uh, six years ago, and uh, I wish I was better on remembering the years. Uh, previously, a couple of years before that, we had. We were in the regional final, and we were in double overtime and actually thought we were going to go to PKs about a minute to go, and we were pretty strong on PKs. But uh, I went to reach for my folder, and uh, we had a uh, foul called on us, and and it's just a freak situation where my keeper, the ball came up out of her hands, and a player from uh, Palm Harbor University over in Clearwater was right there and just popped it in. I mean, we were less than a minute to go, so it's a little disappointed because it was a highlight for us just to even make the uh, you know regional final. And then just two years later, we made it into the final four where we lost to Haggerty in the semifinal. So, you know, it was thrilling for the girls, and we even getting to that point in the final four that year, we were in two shootouts in this uh, regional um, semis and then regional final, and we won both. So it was a great thrill for the girls, uh, you know, to be involved. It always is when we make the playoffs. And we've, we've been, you know, we've made it to the regional semifinals uh, about six times. And then, uh, of course, the regional final the one t- well, the two times and then the final four. But 
you know, it's always a thrill for the girls because of the attention they start getting from, you know, people in the community and the newspaper. So it's, it's something we, you know, shoot for to win the district and get into the state playoffs. You know, it's just a remarkable experience for any athlete to, to have the opportunity to play, you know, in, in a playoff situation, especially in Central Florida. It's also a great opportunity for the girls to go to college as well. So right. you had a right. we, number of girls yeah. that, who went on to further their soccer careers. Definitely. And, you know, there's been some really, uh, like I said, great, great players. I actually have um, two coaches who went on to become college coaches. And uh, one is Brittany Jones, who's over at Daytona State College. Uh, when they, they just started a program two years ago. So she became their first coach. And I guess she's had success right away. And then um, Sarah Gamina. Um, played for me back in those early days when we first reached our success after my fourth year there. Um, she has coached, and I'm not sure if she's still there or not. I haven't had a chance to correspond with her, but she's at the dot up in the uh, D.C. area, the the, the uh, college for, uh, you know, I guess, the deaf. And uh, um, accidentally, by learning sign language in college when she was playing at South Florida, led her to be able to become a coach up there. So, uh, you know, very happy for them, but just numerous, numerous players went on to play in college and, uh, uh, you know, uh, had great success. And it's always been fun to even have a chance to go watch them play in college. That's always a thrill for me. Definitely. Well, Coach, what, congratulations on a job well done in, in many different respects. You will be missed. And uh, thank you, once again, thanks for all your help with us and you well, know, somebody who really had yeah, a pure heart definitely for their mission. Well, right. Thank you, Roger. And I hope to see you guys on Friday nights anyway. You know, that's one of the exciting things about a pop here is Friday night football. So hopefully I'll be able to see you guys on those nights. Oh, absolutely. You look for, you're glad you're going to keep coming back. Coach Doug Matthews. Recently retired after a wonderful 26-year career as a Popka's head girls soccer coach, teacher, and assistant athletic director. Uh, best wishes, Coach. Look forward to catching up with you soon. All right. See you guys later. All right. He will be missed. Yes, yeah, certainly by, by you and I, that's for sure, and by everybody, by the whole yeah. town, by the whole school. Uh, but a great example of somebody who's really has a passion uh, and a heart for, for young people, for helping develop young people, for helping them uh, make their dreams and goals come true. And uh, now, from what I understand, up at Errol Estates, there will be a retirement party for, for Coach tonight as well. Oh, so. wonderful. Well, then deservedly so. Well, friends, before we go to our, our next break, and I want to remind you before we do that even, that we're here at Porky's Original Barbecue, our home away from home on Fridays for Blue Darter Sports Central. It's a perfect day out on the patio. In fact, Joe, I think this might be the most perfect day we've ever had here at Porky's on the patio. I mean, this is the most pleasant temperature. Yeah, I, you, you might be right, Roger. This is what they nice call and cool. a Chamber nice of Commerce day. Absolutely. no, None of that uh, humidity and just... Uh, wonderful nice breeze blowing and it's a perfect friday afternoon friday morning at this moment at porky's we encourage you to come on up enjoy it uh, also Get outside just go outside if you don't come here just go out and enjoy some of this day and yeah and a great place to do that would be over at edgewater this afternoon where the baseball team plays the eagles at 4 p.m edgewater one of the last remaining schools in central florida that still plays day baseball and personally i love it 
But anyway, we'll be back in just a moment, coming to you live on Blue Daughter Sports Central from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Joined by Joe Ferraro, coming to you live from Porky's Original Barbecue out on the front porch. And, wow, what a great day to be on the front porch at Porky's. Well, hope you're enjoying the show. It's um, had a great report on Blue Darter Baseball from head coach, Coach Mike McDaniel. Popka baseball team stands 4-1 and one right now. They've had some impressive wins already, uh, including uh, over uh, Oviedo, over Lake Howell, over Winter Springs, over Evans last night in the home opener. Today they take on Edgewater on the road over at Edgewater, 4 p.m., a great afternoon, a perfect afternoon for high school baseball. You know, and, it's like the coach said, you know, right now the bullpen's very healthy. They're looking good, 4-1 and one so far. I know it's a just starting the season. But the Blue Daughters have a very promising season ahead. A lot of experienced players, a good pitching staff come back. Sounds like they're developing some some um, other pitchers to come along. And, uh, of course, it's one of the great highlights of living in Apopka is Apopka Blue Daughter, Apopka High School Baseball. And, uh, of course, let's talk a little bit about, about basketball, too. Of course, um, had an excellent season this year. Uh, ended in, in a heartbreaking loss in the regional tournament, but we... Along the way, we won the district and made it to the regionals. Absolutely. First district championship in five years. And, um, you know, just an excellent, successful season. A lot of had, uh, I believe, six seniors on the team that made big contributions. Of course, we'll hate to see them go, but... You know, I, I on, the, on balance, on, on the big picture, it was a, another big step forward for a Popka high basketball under the direction of, of Coach Scott Williams. You know, Blue Daughter Sports so far is, is just phenomenal. And the Popka High School wrestling, boys wrestling team, put six six wrestlers in the state championship meet. Of course, they won a district championship as well. And then, of course, um, spring football is not that far away. And, of course, that's always very exciting to see the guys get out May, there right? and start to prepare. I think actually April, I think, April or May, or maybe April and May. And um, it's always uh, fun to, to look ahead to the next season and, and see, uh, contemplate what, our, what the football team's going to look like. Well, if, if it's anything like last season, very strong. And you know, the last two <laughs> 20, uh, whatever seasons ever since Coach Darlington came uh, back in 1998, uh, 99 actually. also want to point out that we had a couple of individual honors for the Blue Daughter football team. The FloridaHSFootball.com website, which covers high school football throughout the state of Florida, uh, had their, their all-state team. And pleased to let you know that offensive lineman Ed Montillas was named first team All-State. Outstanding. By FloridaHSFootball.com. Of course, Ed Mantillas recently signed to play in college at North Carolina. Yeah, no surprise there that, you know, he was number one. Also, offensive lineman Shaderick Bradford made second team All-State. 
of course, Derek Bradford, a very versatile player for the Blue Darters, in addition to playing a lot during his career at offensive guard. He also played at tight end, even, I mm-hmm. think, scored a touchdown from the tight end position. And he also played blocking back over the course of his career. And uh, so it's great to see a couple of our guys get statewide recognition by being named to the all-state team of FloridaHSFootball.com. That was nice of him. And, you know, looking ahead uh, on the football team, we, we had some you know, heavy losses on the offensive line, which you hate to see both the guys we just talked about, Ed Montillas and, and uh, Shaderick Bradford, will be moving on. Also, Will Barnes, who was another outstanding lineman, he's going to play for North Carolina. And uh, you, you kind of hate to see those kinds of um, – heavy losses you know on your offensive line because i would say we've had one of if maybe even the best offensive line this year that i've ever known a popka to have literally uh, certainly one of and i think you could argue they're, they're the, they were the best if, especially if you want to throw in the the blocking back position uh, and jalen carter there so um you know you hate to see those guys move on but as 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 we've seen and as is the nature of high school football and as the nature of our program under Coach Darlington, new new guys come along, new guys are developed, and um, so we'll just you know, look forward to uh, to a different time, kind of team next year and, and and some new some new faces and new bodies. It's all ebb and flow. They they have to graduate. You can't hold them back <laughs> just to keep the <laughs> that's, team. That's solid. the nature of the beast. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, one thing that's a huge positive is we've got a lot. I believe entire. Well, actually, our, pretty much our entire starting backfield back, and that's a. You know, looking forward to that. Uh, of course, Jacorian Davis Hamilton, who had an outstanding year as just a sophomore. Of course, um, Darlington had a, had an excellent year um, playing in the backfield, and then also um, a lot of other other fellows as well. Cornelius Williams, who I believe was uh, just a, was a junior last year, he'll be back for his senior year. He's a true speedster, and uh, several other guys whose names, uh, you know, I'm not mentioning right now. Uh, had excellent seasons as underclassmen right. playing in the backfield. And, of course, Eric Wright made great contributions as just a freshman playing in the backfield. So we are looking forward to having a, a good, solid crew running the football uh, from the backfield position out of Coach Darlington's single wing, very interesting and exciting single wing offense. So that's right around the corner, spring football, not too far away in a popka. But in the meantime, we'll uh, – <laughs> you know, be focused on following the spring sports. You know, I want to talk about getting uh, Coach Matt Hooveris back on the show sometime soon. Of course, he's heavily engaged in this girls' flag football season right now, and I'm sure they'll they're in the process, they'll have an ex- another excellent team this year. You know, I was just thinking. I look forward to hearing Coach Darlington give the high praises of a lot of the the ball players <laughs> that that he he's so known for. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> A hint of sarcasm there. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> of course, one of the things the coach is known for is for setting high standards and being very demanding, and yes. that's uh, the reason we have the success that we have. Well, well friends, I, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank Jeff and producing in the studio. Joe, it's been great to be with you today. encourage you to get over to the Town Hall Forum at Journey Christian Church on Tuesday, March It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.